What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fresh Cuts, where we sit down and talk about the newest releases in theaters or on your favorite streaming services. Today, we are talking about the newest stop-motion picture from Henry Selick, the man behind A Nightmare Before Christmas, James and the Giant Peach, Coraline, and others. I didn't look into it. We're talking about his... Monkey, oh, monkey bone. That's right. He did okay. do monkey bone. You're right. I just, I just Thank remember you. reading it when I was looking up research, doing research. Right. Go ahead. I, I just remember those, those core films, and I completely forgot about monkey bone because it's not talked about. That's fair. But we are talking about Netflix's new Wendell and Wild, which is very exciting. Uh, this is a, a a movie that I think we got our first trailer. Was it this year? Or was it the end of last year? Some it was it felt like forever ago, and all I know is that when you see Henry Selick's name, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be well done, and I mean stop motion is just so much fun. Mm, yes, it is. Yeah, if you didn't underappreciated know, I, art form. Very much, very much. If you didn't know, I am your host Brett Parker. Joining me as always, the wonderful Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming. I, 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 I changed around the video format, so now they're <laughs> they're under me now. You guys are under Whoa. me now. <laughs> you are beneath me. You are beneath me. <laughs> so, uh, fresh cuts. My brain is broken right now. I can't. Words are hard to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, words with fresh hard. cuts, we do spoiler free in the beginning, and then once we've run out of things to talk about spoiler free, we talk about spoilers. So we're gonna go around the room and talk about what we liked about this, or just talk about what we, you know, what we thought of this movie coming out of it. I saw it the day it came out, so my I, I didn't get a I didn't get it to do a rewatch. So I, I think I have everything still in my head, but uh, I know you guys are a little bit more fresh on it, watching it in the last couple of days. So mm-hmm. we'll start with you guys. Whoever wants to start, what do you think? Of okay, it's gonna start. It's gonna start with me. Okay. Oh, trying. This is a tough one. Uh, I, I will say this. I'll preface this. I did enjoy watching this movie. I enjoyed my viewing experience. There was a weird flow thing with the movie, not necessarily like pacing, just how the movie felt as it progressed. It went from like, and I know this was the point of the film where it went from like, just, it just felt weird. Like all this weird shit was happening. And then it kind of like started making sense. And then it just got fucking weird again. And then it kind of started making sense. And you're just like, okay. Like, I'm just along for a ride on this. <laughs> um, I, I thought uh, the actors were pretty good for the most part. I had a, I don't know if it was an audio issue on our end. Uh, yeah, Jordan Peele, just whenever he spoke earlier in the film, he just sounded really fucking quiet all the time compared to, you know, Keegan-Michael Key. I think, At least the, we were I think that's the point. I think his character was very much more subtle and like he was very soft-spoken compared to i mean Keegan, yeah in, in i mean that's kind of the way they are in real life like he is a very soft-spoken person compared to Keegan, like yeah who was very just well, like he's he's out there you know he's very loud yeah. which which okay that makes sense because i'm not i know a little bit about their stuff but i'm not super familiar with their work um i just it would may have been just our audio thing i just remember having to fool with the audio a lot in the beginning and he seemed to open up as a character as the movie went on and i don't know if that was intentional if it wasn't uh, other than that, I liked I liked the characters in the movie. the The style was great. The stop motion was great. The music was fine. It was different. It was there was all sorts of you know there was some R and B. There was some punk. 
and there was a big emphasis on music for some of the characters. Uh, a lot of songs, but not necessarily like people singing songs, though there was... Anyway, yeah. I, I, I'm going way too in-depth with this. I'm so sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> I liked the movie. There's some things I wasn't sure about, but I will say I enjoyed the movie. Um, I liked it a lot, but I love uh, Lyric Ross. From She's from This Is Us. Loved her in that. So hearing her voice again was pretty cool. Uh, Angela Bassett, love her. Didn't know it was her until the end so, of the movie, and I saw the, the it showed her yeah. name under the character. I was like, okay. Yep. Um, who else? Vig Love Rains. the yes. yes, yep, yes. As Buffalo Belzer. Love, love. I love Belzer. He's probably my favorite one out of the whole the whole lineup. I love Belzer. Great character. Um, but yeah, I didn't too much care for the political part of it. I could have oh. I could have done without those two. Oh, you're talking about all oh, the 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 the, I can't the, remember the the Claxons or Claxons or whatever. Yeah, the characters the t- who are based two... off clearly off of some people in real politics, but we won't name yeah. names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially one of them. Yeah. I didn't too much care for them. But other than that, I really I really liked the movie. Very interesting, diverse cast of characters in yeah. this movie too. Yeah. Yep. Good. Oh, and why James Hong. James I Hong, always, man. I always just remember him as the advisor in Mulan. Like that's oh, that's the role I always think he, of him when I hear his voice. It's like oh, I yeah. just watched. Well, not just a couple months ago. I, I on the plane ride down to Disney a couple months ago. I watched every everything everywhere all at once, mm-hmm. which is the the it was like one of the biggest movies of the year, and he was in it. Yeah. The man is killing it, and he's like in his like late eighties. Yeah, he's still doing great. I thought this movie was a lot of fun. I don't think this is a top tier Henry Selleck film compared to his others. I mean, nothing can compare to A Nightmare Before Christmas or, I mean, Coraline is fantastic. James and the Giant Peach is a classic. A lot of people don't talk about Monkey Bone because that has its own problems, but um, <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I love Keegan. Uh, I love Key and Peele. They're hilarious, and they just are, I mean, these guys have literally created an entire career around riffing off each other, so the fact that, like, you get them doing that in this movie, and they're so good, the fact that, like, Jordan Peele's character is kind of the dim-witted one, but he also comes up with the more, with the better ideas, where it's like, yeah. doesn't make any sense, yeah. and then you have, you know, Key's character who is very outspoken and like is just he's he's very animated and loud and he is the smart one but he's but he can't accept that his brother is the one that comes up with all these bright ideas yeah 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 like i said before i didn't know angela bassett was the voice of the sister until the end of the movie but she's always great oh yeah lyric ross she does a great job as cat the main character james hong ving rames Let's shout out Sam Zalaya, who played Raul. Uh, We had Tamara Smart as Sio. What was it? How do you pronounce this name? Is it Sioban? 
the Maybe. British, the British girl, the one who Maybe. was the daughter of the the main villains of this movie. I don't remember how they pronounced it. I will point out something I thought was interesting. It's like not all the characters, but there's a certain percentage of the characters in this film that their models in this movie vaguely resemble them in real life. Yeah. So outside of Key and Peele, but you know the other characters. Yeah, yeah, they very much look like the the actor portraying them, which is yeah, which I thought was a nice touch. So this was also produced by Jordan Peele under his Monkey Paw Productions. It was kind of a collaborative effort between him and Henry Selleck. He'd always wanted to work with Henry Selleck because he loved, you know, the the style of film that he would do, you know, being a a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan and just pretty much everything that he has done. And uh, it it is cool to, you know, this is not a kid's movie, in my opinion. I I mean, I think it is in a way, but it's not because it's dark. Like, there's some dark elements of it. I mean, there's murder and, you know, you're raising the dead and there's just all this dark elements that I think blended well between Peel and Selleck, especially with what Peel has been doing in the live action front and what Selleck does, you know, with the, with stop motion. I mean, it's very much, inst- it's not as dark as Coraline. Coraline is dark. <laughs> that movie is well, it's dark. Fun. Is, is it Coraline rated PG? It is, but it's, I mean, it's not like, in order to make a movie rated PG-13 or R, it has to be very bloody or a lot of swears. But it doesn't mean that there can't be dark elements. That I mean, we could go through movies from the past that are rated PG. I mean, it's also the times as well. Like, if you go back in the 80s and you see yes, like Poltergeist yes. is rated PG. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Shouldn't well, be. Not, what I was saying is just comparison to other movies. Like it's interesting that this is PG-13. Even though there's, I think it's right. mainly for a few instances of language, and yeah. like, I mean, there's a few bits of violence where yeah. people just randomly get offed. But I mean, I thought it probably could have, like, even if you didn't, it would probably have been like a harder PG movie at the at, at best. I don't know. It could have been just because of the fact that like they're raising the dead. Maybe there were zombies. That maybe could have yeah. been the reason. I don't know. Well, there were, there were zombies and undead in the corp in Corpse Bride. That was only PG. That's that's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's the thought? how they determine that. Um, so yeah, so this was based on an unpublished story by Henry Selleck and Clay McLeod Chapman, which was interesting to read, especially since most of this stuff are based, both most of the, um, the movies that he has done have been based on books or, I mean, like Nightmare Before Christmas was based on the poem that Tim Burton wrote in the 80s. I know Coraline was based on a book. James and the Giant Peach was based on a Roald Dahl book. So most of his stuff is based on pre, you know, pre-written stories. So it was cool to see that it was something this was something that was mostly his his work. And just for everybody out there just so we can remind you the Nightmare Before Christmas is more Henry Selleck's movie than Tim Burton's just so everybody yes, has that in their fucking head. Because, god damn, that debate. Yep. Uh, so this was released September 11th, 2022 at the Toronto International Film Festival. And then it was released October 21st, 2022 on Netflix and in select theaters. But not enough to give me a budget or how much money it made in the theaters. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, it was released in the United States on the 21st, but not until Netflix till the 28th. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so of course the the cast 
Keegan-Michael Key is Wendell. Jordan Peele is Wild. Lyric Ross is our main character, Cat. Angela Bassett is Sister Helly, which is a great name. Uh, James Hong as Father Best, which these names are great because it because it like <laughs> it fits these characters so well because it's not remotely what these characters are. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. Father Best. We'll get to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ving Rhames is Buffalo Belzer, who you think is the villain, but he's not. Uh, Sam Z- Z- Zelaya as Raul Kukolati. Names are I hard. don't know. They had a last uh, name. Tamara Smart as Siombon Claxon. Uh, Maxine Peak as Ermgard Claxon. And David Harwood as Lane Claxon. And there's some other characters as well. Uh, I can't remember what what was um, Raul's mom's name. Oh, I can't Mar- remember. Mariana. Natalie Martinez played okay. the mom. So yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good time. I had a blast watching this movie. Um, it was nice because I didn't, you know, it was during my, my time I couldn't do much. So I was watching a lot of movies and I had, watched, I had just watched a movie on Hulu right before called Matriarch, which was very messed up, not for children at all. So this was a nice palate cleanser. Just throw this on and just be like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. Just kind of shut the brain off for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and recommend it to anybody who is a fan of stop motion. You know, Paranorman and is some other and some other movies yeah. that I recommend. It, it, in anything of that style, this is very different, though. If you if you look at the the stop motion, the, the design of the characters in this compared to movies like Coraline or even yeah. Nightmare, it's very different. It's mm-hmm. it, it very much looks like a, a 2D picture until yeah. the way, you know, when it moves the camera, because everything seems very flat, which I yeah, like, especially with Wendell and Wilde's character design. Oh, yeah. Liked how they were very, they very much looked very flat because even when they, you would, they would move to like the sides or the back, they looked like they were made out of paper, which was really cool compared to like yeah, you notice- your, your human characters. You notice that more when they are the demons as opposed to when they're they change right when they come become the living world. Yeah, right, right, right. But yeah. I like this movie. Yeah. You ready to talk about spoilers? I want to say one more thing before we talk about spoilers. Sure. You should go watch it if you haven't. Yes. If you have Netflix, yeah, like, go watch it. Recommended. It's what, I think it's an hour, hour and hour 40 some minutes. minutes yeah, it's not very long. Interesting cast of characters. Genuinely interesting cast of yes. characters. All right. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, make sure to go check it out before you continue watching this and then uh, come back and listen. Or if you don't care about being spoiled, just continue watching or listening. You have been warned. All right, Angela, what did you like about this movie? That you remember. That I remember. She was totally blitzed. Like, she is. (laughs) (laughs) I was was in and out a lot. Um, Not sleeping, no. Um, I like the, oh, I love the goat. Gabby Gabby goat. Goat. (laughs) Gabby goat's badass. (laughs) Best thing in this whole movie. Um, no, I love the, the mark on her hand. I love how it's used Mm -hmm. when, when she uses it. I I like how it's not just, oh, I'm going to cover my mouth. No, I like the, the placement of. And I love that Manberg has no legs, but he has 
fake feet that he shoes like, fake shoes yes fake or shoes, shoes <laughs> nothing there but just shoes mounted <laughs> yes and but like shout outs to his name manberg oh, wow. no yeah. clue so it's he's fucking awesome igal nawar an uh, israeli yes. actor who i have yeah. never heard of but uh, neither did i he was in munich green zone he actually portrayed Saddam Hussein in a four episode House of Hussein show on HBO. So interesting. He's right, in Homeland. Uh, he was uh, he was oh, wow. interesting character in that movie uh, in this movie yeah. too. So yeah, uh, I, I really en- I enjoyed his his layer, if you will. <laughs> oh yeah, in the in the school. Um, what else did I like? We just watched this. You'd think that I would remember more. We just watched it on Sunday. I thought it was funny how the the hair cream is what (laughs) what did it. Yeah. They get high off the hair cream. (laughs) This will bring up the dead. (laughs) All because of a dang tick. It was a big ass tick. It was a big ass tick. But they were small compared to what they were. I don't know, were they? Because, uh-huh. you know, Buffalo Bells are big, and then, like, people's spirits when they came in, like, appeared to be, like, in scale. Because when he I comes think, up, he's... I think oh, they're normal size, like, compared to us, and Buffalo Bells and are just was... an absolute unit. Like, he's like a mountain. So... He has an amusement park on his stomach. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you think... Um, do you think the giant ticks are a reference to the film Ticks? <laughs> yeah, in that. Hold that's on. what I picked with, up. with uh, no, uh, the guy who plays Carlton and Fresh Princess in that movie. Oh, uh, and he dies by uh, the ticks. Yeah, River. Yeah, that I don't know. That's what I thought. It was like giant ticks, and that's always what I think of is the scene with him in it where he dies from giant ticks. I don't know if that's a connection, but there you go. Now I do like when they bring back the the group to vote. Oh, the whole council members. And yeah. they're all they're all zombies. They can't walk. They try they, to dress them up. Just like, as soon, <laughs> but as soon as they all step out of their coffins, they just collapse. They came back to they all come back to life, and it's just like, well, they they they're alive now, so they can vote. And you're like, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Not how that I, works. I don't think if I just went out and like found some way to raise the dead, they would be legal to vote. Like uh-uh. I think he's still technically dead, but all right. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like anybody, somebody in this movie should have been voiced by Danny Elfman? Just at some I don't point. Think he, was, should he, have was, been... he wasn't involved at all. I, I figured he wasn't. I'm just saying, like, it just felt like somebody should have been voiced by Danny Elfman. <laughs> the dad. I don't know. Why not? Make it happen. No. The, no, the dad, no. the girl, Shoban's dad or whatever. No, no. Uh, Lisa. I know <laughs> they, were they British, both do. They were British, so. But I mean, there's do. no way you could tell me that Mr. Claxon's design wasn't modeled after uh, a former president of ours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No way in hell. Absolutely. Like, uh, and no the, denying it. The lady. Did the, you guys watch to the very end? Did you watch the post credits? No, we didn't. It was nothing to add to the story. It was cool. It was one of the animators, um, like kind of like playing it off, like Cat live, like hangs out with him. Like Cat escaped the set. She's just hanging out, and oh. it's like her little figure, kind of like you know, walking. Oh, around okay, that's cool. His that's cool. his office. It was it was it was a little cool. That's thing. neat. They did that with Paranorman as well. 
they had a little oh, did they? Oh, one okay. of the animators was doing it, and then they show you like how it's it's insane. I mean, even I mean, what Nightmare came out in '93. We're almost 30 years later, and it's still pretty similar. They, I mean, it's a little bit more smooth, but it's so much time, so much time. Yep. I just think of when they did it with Kong in '33. So yeah, exactly. It's 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 wild where where we've come. In, I mean, I know a lot in about of hundred years. I know they have. Um, they actually connect figures to like arms now, where it's easier to animate them. Where like yeah. back even you know when Nightmare they had to like it was all just hand like you move the leg, take a picture, yep. like, yep. take a picture, move the leg again, take a picture. Like it's it's wild. The whole process blows my mind. That's why I love these movies so much, and I respect the hell out of them. Even if they're not great, yeah. you still got to respect the amount of work that they put into them. I mean, like oh, yeah. like we were mentioning before, like you mentioned Henry Selleck had done Monkey Bone. Like Monkey Bone's not a great movie, but the fact of like what they were able to do with Brendan Fraser and you know the monkey, who is claymation. That's really cool. Yeah, you're just thinking of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Cool World. Yeah, it was. A, it's really cool how they are. You know, were able to do that in that movie. You know, be able to mix that. It was like you know the Roger Rabbit effect of of mixing animation with yeah. live action. So mad respect to to everybody who is in that field who does that type of filmmaking. It's really cool. Uh, I have one thing I want to point out in this movie and uh, in the world of how Hollywood works. And um, again, this is not a huge point of contention for me, but I just want to point out how this movie handled it. Um, I actually liked how they handled Raul's character in this mm-hmm. being trans. The mm-hmm. fact that it was mentioned really passively and realistically had no impact on the story. No, it was just like, a throwaway thing here not throwaway is a not important but just as far as the film goes it's just it's mentioned very slightly and that's it it's not like something that's hung around the whole movie and everybody brings it up and it's like it's yeah it's they just made it, it, it normal it incorporated you know, like, it the story be. very well yeah it, it's but that's how it should be like i mean it yeah. shouldn't be a big deal it's just, just like that's just how it is yeah very very well done yeah good job gg guys Wendell and Wilde definitely were the best characters this movie, of course, being the title characters. You know, Cat was, I really liked Cat. I think, I don't know, I think the way that she's put off is a little too strong, but I guess it was a little too much, I think, at points. You know, like she coming in there, with you know, when she first shows up to the school or to the home or whatever the hell this place is, and, you know, she's... She's all dressed up in her like outfit. She's got the boom box walking down the the hallway with the two little penguin nuns walking near. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's it's funny. I laughed, but it was still it was like <laughs> yeah. I think it's like this character is just a little too much. Yeah. But um, but it wasn't. It didn't throw me off. I like the you know, of course, it's a character who the reason she's like this is because she feels guilt for her parents dying. Mm-hmm. Even though she had nothing to do with it, yeah. and in a pretty, um, pretty shit uh, situation her life went through in like foster homes and yeah, exactly. the one kid that she like got mad at and he like fell down the stairs and I guess got hurt and or died. It's not really. I think he just got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that, like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised though the way that this movie kind yeah of puts out those dark yeah. tones. Yeah, like it, it's it's yes. 
because people have problems in this movie. So, but I have to agree with Angela in a way that the Claxons are probably the worst part of this movie because we've seen this villain before. Mm-hmm. This is a very similar story to what we've seen in other animated films where it's big, you know, these two just obnoxiously <laughs> evil characters who are trying to take over a town to build a prison so they can just make money off of the prison or they get like the tax break or something like that. It's Those, it's yeah, so private prisons. Yeah, it's it's dumb. And you know, of course, then they have to take over, you know, then everybody kind of groups up. It was like they had a plot or they had a direction and it kind of went veered off in different directions. Like, well, first we have to raise my parents. The whole point was Kat wants to bring her parents back to life. She figures out that she's marked and she is, you know, Wendell and Wilde are her like demons. Yeah, she's and, a what, what a hell maiden. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And she can call upon them and, you know, pretty much make a wish or something like that to like I want to bring my parents back to life they help her do that they figure out that this hair cream that they are using to um, help grow back the hair of their gigantic demon of a father actually brings things back from the dead because they kill a tick and then they put it on the tick and it comes back to life it's one of those like dumb it was like like we were talking about earlier like Jordan Peele's character wild is kind of the dim-witted one but he's the one who discovers that the, the cream brings things back to life on accident. Yeah. And they like to, and he likes to eat it. It's, it's a, I guess, very good. And I guess it's the only tube they have left. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, so Buffalo Belzer, who is the, the demon father who has an amusement park of souls on his stomach, which is the craziest fucking design ever, man. I love the design of the of the souls, though. It just looks like somebody cut them out of paper and they're just like hung by strings like Whoa! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. great. But like, is that the only tube you got left? Like what? You don't got a whole supply? Like what happens when they ran out? Like if they were actually doing their job correctly, what happens if you ran out? Maybe they, maybe he's got to order some. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he's just so. like, has to. well, um, I was going to say, I, I, speaking of Wendell and Wilde, because they're, it almost seems at times like they want to try to make them like the bad guys, but they're really just kind of misunderstood and manipulated. And because like, even when they first, you know, they're like, oh shit, like we're going to have to lie to get her to summon us because we can't bring their parents back. And they find a way to bring her parents back and they get there and then they, you know, they resurrect the, the pre, the priest that dies but they even say like well we need to resurrect her because that was part of the deal and then they because they're trying to be straight up for it and then they get you know manipulated because they just want to build that park of their own or fair of their own and i I, they're just they're just characters that are i guess they're just misunderstood characters or like i said manipulated or just um maybe not ignorant but naive yeah yeah, because their whole their whole thing is they want to start their own like carnival, like they want to have yeah. their own thing. So like yeah, they have a, they have a dream. Yeah, they have the dream fair. It looks really. And cool. They don't like their dad because they cause yeah because they he's dad literally treat well. Yeah, he's, yeah, he pretty much uses them as servants. They're yeah. pretty much stuck up there fixing his hair for eternity. Pretty much, I think that's what they say at one point. And living in his nose. Yeah, uh, uh, something wild. This I don't even know what he gross. did. Well. Well, Wendell blames Wild for it. I don't know what the fuck happened. 
how they ended up I being. I don't remember what, what the, the reason was behind that. But um, oh. so you have the whole plot line of Father Best, uh, who goes to the Claxons because he is going to help them get the votes in order to get the prison made in order to get money for his school. He's kind of a shady guy, but in order, but like he turns on them pretty much and they end up killing him. And then Wendell and wild bring them back to life when they become, they come to the real world and we get the, then you get the plot line of cat figuring out her kind of, you know, because she's a hell maiden now and sister Helly, you find out as a hell maiden and she can like teleport in the goddamn floor. I'm like, what is happening? Like I was so confused by her like portal traveling. Like she could sink yeah. into the floor and just. Like, pop yeah. Up. It's like a little like sludge or whatever. She could travel yeah. along the ground really fast. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. But it's like, you have those, those direction. I just don't feel the, they intersected well. Yeah. Just, just a lot. I think they were trying to put on the plate and it just didn't, it didn't work out a hundred percent. I don't think it was terrible, but it it could, I think it could have been done a little bit better. You get the whole thing with, uh, what was his name? Um, man's Manberg, who you think he's like a bad guy. Mansberger. Yeah. Cause she, cause (laughs) he is told by, so cat is told by Wendell and wild that they need to get, she cat needs to get the, the bear. Because the bear is like uh, possessed by a demon or something like that. It's, yeah, Manberg's it? bear. No, it's it's Belzebear. Belzebear. Belzebear, which is so good. So yeah, and and Cat notices this thing in the in the drawer earlier in the day when she was in class. She sees that the drawer was kind of glowing green and shaking. That's where she gets marked. Right. Yep. But she goes back and gets the bear and Mansberg comes in because he writes that uh Helly is a thief. Yeah. Like, Sister oh, so Helly like, is a thief. Yeah. She is, you know, what are these other characters? And then you find out that Helly and Manberg are actually they actually work together. They're actually friends. Manberg collects demons. <laughs> which are all like related. They're all just they're they're, they're uh, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Belzer's, Belzer's kids yeah. that ran away before Wendell and Wild because he's <laughs> and a Manberg he's an is asshole. just snatching them up. Yeah. One thing I'll say, does it feel like, and I think I'm going to go off what you say, and this is, I think, my problem with the movie or or where I had just some issues about just weird stuff happening. I feel like there's this this main plot about Cat, right? That isn't the most consistent. And you introduce all these other little threads that don't necessarily have any or great payoff. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not a horrible thing. It's just it. It just kind of disjoints the pacing for me a little bit because I'm like, oh, they're introducing her like Hell Maiden powers, and then like she, I don't know, she kind of gets it, but that's all introduced really late in the movie, and I guess you could see into the future, but not really see into the future or whatever. I don't. I don't know. It's really it, it, she can, but it's it's weird. Like it's introduced like right at the beginning of the movie, and you get no payoff for it until almost the very fucking end of the show. And yeah, I don't know. You also have those three, like the three girls that Cat meets when yeah. she first gets to school. So it's Soban, uh, Del, or what is it? No, it's Wait. it's Saban, Sloan, and Sweetie. Yeah, Sloan and Sweetie. 
yeah, who are you think are going to be like the mean girls of the school, but they're actually That's really what nice. I thought. Yeah, they're, they're all really, really nice. nice. And you find out that Saban is the daughter of the evil of the villains of this movie, but she doesn't like her parents. Like she actually is against what her parents are doing and helps in the end. And I'm like, I liked all that. That was really, actually really cool. Cause it, it, because you always, anytime you see a movie that goes into that, where it's like this fish out of water character coming into a new situation, they meet these girls and it's always the mean girl. They're always the mean girls who pretend to be nice, but they're actually going to stab you in the back yeah. at any opportunity, but they actually all turn out to be really nice. And Saban's got the goat, which is adorable. Yeah, Gabby. Yeah. Gabby's dope as fuck. Right. His headbutts the the brick that falls. Yeah, yeah. We meet we Raul, who is yep, who I who I liked. I like the camaraderie between those characters. You you actually meet them in when Cat first arrives because they knock the brick Often Cat kind of senses that's what's going to happen, so she actually saves Saban's life. Yep, and that's kind of why Ra- Saban is really nice to her because I think there was going to kind of be that like a little bit of hostility between Cat and maybe Saban because you feel that Saban is the leader of that little trio, mm-hmm. and because she saved her life, she's like, no, I got to be nice to her. And Raúl seems that most times come off as like the voice of reason mm-hmm. for most of the movie. You find out that Raul's mom is the like representative of the town. She, I think she's the she might be the mayor or something. Uh, or the, yeah, le- she's like the leader of like the town. She leads like the town hall or yeah, something. She, I don't. And, I don't fucking know. And, and she's know. trying to, or maybe she's just a lawyer. Maybe she's a lawyer. I'm not sure. But she is trying to stop the Claxons from building this prison, and she feels like it's not going to go well because the Claxons need these votes. And all the the only people who can really help with that are all the like they're all dead. Yeah, yeah, because the brewery that 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 the main the cat's parents had a brewery when they die before they die and she got shipped away and it was burned down. What you find out and everybody who was, were the ones who did it. Yeah, and everybody that worked there died in the fire, so there were no so witnesses. It was like dark. This movie, yeah. like I said, this movie's dark. Like it's just yeah. that whole story in itself is like holy shit. That's crazy. But uh yeah, Wendell and Wild come to the real world. They he they bring back Father Best because they make a deal with the Claxons, right? No, no, no. They bring back Father Best because he's an open grave. Like, oh, let's try the cream and see if it oh, works. Oh, right. On. They were just testing yeah. it. Right. Yeah, because it was a he was a fresh grave. Like, oh, right, fresh right, grave, right. which is check. Yeah. So yeah, so he he gets brought back and then they they kind of make a deal. They're going to go meet with the Claxons. The Claxons are like, we need you to raise all of these old, all these old fuckers over there because they're going to help us get our vote so we can get this prison made. But you can't bring back Cat's parents because they know that Cat's parents would be able to say something about yeah, the fire, no, which well, doesn't no. make sense because they died before no. the fire happened. No, the, well, in the movie, the agreement was they 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 start talking with them, and I think it was Wendell or Wild says something about bringing somebody else back, and they say no, you can't bring anybody else back. They don't specify who they want oh, to bring okay. back. But the deal is right. you can't bring anybody else back because they promise them all this money. So yeah, even though Cat's parents wouldn't know shit about it, right? Because they died before the fire. Yeah. So right. So yeah, I, there's a, there's points in this movie where I feel Wendell and Wild are kind of put in the back seat. Where they're just kind of yeah. chilling for most of the movie. And you're yeah, like, yeah. they're gonna do something. They're just kind of yeah. chilling by their carriage, eating the 
eating the cream with their hell horse, which was cool. Oh, what was, what was the horse's, horse's name? name? Damn it. I don't remember. Give me a second. It was a goofy name. Because yeah, it was it was it was that weird bug thing, but then they made it look like a horse to make it acceptable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was the thing that was pulling their little cart on uh, their dad's head. Yes. But uh, so Cat gets the bear, and she needs to. She goes to the the, the cemetery to revive her parents. But Wendell and well, actually, she brings it because she has to bring the use the bear to bring Wendell and Wild to the real world. That happens, but they end up landing in the wrong spot. That's why they run into Father Bestgrave instead of running yep. into Cat first. Mm-hmm. So that because you find because Raul's the one who actually brings her parents back because they pretty much were like, yeah, we can't we can't bring your parents back. Oh, well, sorry, you know they kind of come up with excuse after excuse to not be able to mm-hmm. do it. But Raul takes the cream and brings them back to life. You get the heartwarming um, reunion with them. It was it was nice. It just, yeah, things just kind of seemed a little all over the place until the very end. Yep. And even at the end, it was kind of that generic, you know, small like you know, small group of of nobodies fight this big organization and they win. And yep. they, you know, they end up going to prison because. Uh, they revive a couple of the brewery workers that died in the fire to pretty much be like, yeah, the Claxons yeah. did it. It's like, did you see them do it? Like, did they did they see them set the fire? Well, I mean, the Claxons are so cartoonishly villain. They probably oh were like standing outside the window Absolutely. as the place burned and watch these people and as they twiddled their mustaches, they didn't have. Absolutely, but the designs of them are just. It, it reminds me the 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 wife. She reminded me of one of the characters from James and the Giant Peach. Have you ever seen James and the Giant Peach? It's you have the two. Time. You have the two um, evil ants that watch oh. over James, and it looks like one of them. And then, of course, the the dad looks like uh, some somebody who ran our government. Um, but he was just no. Brilliant. I guess you could have. It could have either looked like him, or it could have looked like uh, the who was the. Boris Johnson. Yeah. That could have yeah. been since he, the guy since yeah. he was British. Did, so I was like, oh, it didn't maybe hit it was me until you started good. talking about it. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, now, that's good. That good poll. Now. Mm. We just want to know who the fucking horse is. It's not a horse. It's a tardigrade. A giant tardigrade. Oh, it is. What is it? What is it? What's it? No, I can't figure it out. Ah, damn it. <laughs> what a, but yeah. What a yeah, mope. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> about it. There's really not a whole. A whole lot in this movie that really, you know, really need to go over. It's it's pretty cut and dry. You know, Cat figures her shit out. You have Wendell and Wild figuring their shit out. You know, because they have their goals in mind and they don't really care about the consequences of what they do in order to achieve it. So you know, they want the money to start their fair. They'll do whatever they have to. And of course, their father shows up at the end to kind of be like. You guys are coming home, and I'm gonna I'm gonna mess everybody here up. And it's like, well, how about this? I have a bunch of your kids here. I love yeah, yeah. Comes up in his wheelchair, like, I got a bunch of your kids here. Do you want them back? And like, oh, that's where they went. Because he has this like sob story of the fact that like all of his kids left and they never came back. But then you find out why. <laughs> like, man, Berg. <laughs> he's just a piece of crap. That's why yeah, he sucked. 
But the fact that he like destroys his fare and just to go up to the to the human worlds and confront his children. And Ving Rhames yeah. is always great. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. But we'll I figure mean, it out. It's it's you know you got your final showdown at the end. You got the them fighting off the bulldozers because Cat has that vision that shows like how it's going to be destroyed and you know oh it's going to be too late. It's, you know we're not going to be able to stop this and. They end up stopping it because that's just how this movie has to end. It's got to end on a happy note, which is fine because of, you know, the of what it is. And, you know, Sister Sister Helly is a great character. I like the fact that she yes. has, because of the fact that she's also a hell maiden, she is able to help Kat get kind of face her fears in a way because there's always, it's trying to get rid of her guilt of, because she always lived her life thinking she killed her parents. Yeah. Because, well, my parents didn't turn around when I made a noise. I was like, what? I mean, the dad, I would say it's the dad's fault. Why is he turning around like that when the mom's right there? When you're driving yeah, the car? No. Yeah. Something's going on with your kid in the back seat. And you got the um, another adult. That adult is responsible for turning around and taking care of that situation. I agree. So it's the dad's fault. And like, did the mom just go down with the ship? Spark plug. Spark, spark plug. plug. That was it's it. The, that was it. They call him Sparky uh, or Spark Plug. That's great. Because yeah, they're was... gonna kill him, and then they they feel bad. They're like, I can't oh, do this. So what, is like, what if he doesn't come back? I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I interrupt. But yes, that, I mean that's a tremendous weight for this main character to have to to bear. Yeah, for this whole film. So. So yeah, you get the whole resolution at the end. Bells are apologizing to Wendell and Wild for just treating him like shit. Uh, he approves their new fare. Best dies again because the uh, uh, the cream is only temporary. Yep. So meaning that Cat's parents are going to die again as well. But it's kind of okay. I don't know if I, like if my parents died. Like I don't know if I'd want them coming back as like zombie looking fuckers. Like I'd just be weird to see. That terrified me. Oh hey mom, you're peeling. Mom, you left your arms behind you. Don't forget yeah. that. Your ear just fell off. I'm not picking that up. <laughs> the dog's got it now. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, it was a, I, even with all these kind of slight negatives to the movie, I still had a great time. I still scored it yeah. really high on my letterbox review. If you want to read any of my terrible reviews on letterbox, uh, just type in dissect that film and, all of my terrible reviews are over there but um i had a lot of fun i think when i watch these movies it's not really the fact of like is it have a really solid story it's more of just it's just watching like just watching the character design like looking at the character design the world and and just how insane this all is to to make a movie like this it's very visually it's um it's a visual treat Yes. It's very visually appealing. It's very artistic, very colorful, even with all the dead. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's all, that's all I got on this movie. You guys have anything you want to say before we um, move to the end of the show? I think I've voiced uh, my full thing. I just think if you haven't seen it, just just like you said, yeah. watch it. If not for nothing, it's got a fun cast of characters and it's got a very good visual appeal, even if all the little story plots don't pay off necessarily, or it's still good. It's not like the movie doesn't make sense. It's just, it's some inconsistencies in the plot. I'll just say that. Yeah. But it's a fun movie to watch. 
Angela? Nope. Go watch it. You don't like nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for our next Fresh Cuts, which will probably be in a couple weeks, uh, we are going to be sitting down to talk about Black Panther Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it won't be be out in uh, next week. It'll probably be out in a couple weeks. Just we got to make sure we all can see it and able Mm -hmm. to record it and stuff like that. So We'll get that out to you as soon as we can. Make sure to check out our live stream we did last Friday uh, that that dropped on Monday, and then on Friday will be our will be episode seventy nine of the podcast where we hung out with Boomer and Gabby of Podcasts in the Woods and we talked about Predator and caves and bats and trees and other and a lot of things, a lot of many many things. It is it's a lot of sweat. It is a movie or it is a podcast that will either make you angry or will make you laugh your ass off. And I hope it's I hope it's that one. <laughs> I sure laugh, laugh for sure. Yes. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun hanging out with them talking about Predator. And yeah, this was this was fun. Um it's a nice chill episode. Yeah, very chill. You know, it was yeah. I, I wasn't angry as angry as I was talking about Black Adam. Ugh. Yeah, we didn't have any rants like we had two for the Predator episode that I can think of. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah not in a, a bad that's way. A, that's but a great it, one. it was the lax episode. So talking much. about a movie that was enjoyable. Yeah, if you want to follow us on any of our social medias, just go to our link tree down in the description. Uh, we are on all the podcast services, of course, and on YouTube. Make sure to like comment and subscribe over there if you watch us or if you listen to us on any of the podcast services that you can rate and review us do it please it's like 45 percent of people who listen to our show listen on apple Podcasts, where you can rate and review so please leave us a five star write us a nice little review of of what you like about our show we appreciate even if you said even if you're like i'm giving this five stars because they told me to come here and do it there you go there you You go they should be honest and if you listen on Good Pods, which is where I listen to my podcasts, you can do the same. You can rate and review individual episodes, or you can just rate our show as a whole, which is a lot of fun. You don't have to write anything. Just leave us five stars on all of our episodes so we can get on those charts. I love I love getting the emails that say we've made the Good Pods charts. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. I look forward to it. He posts it, and I get excited about it. But until next time, everybody. I am Brett Parker. That is Dan Angel of DNA Gaming. And this has been another episode of Fresh Cuts. See you next time. Bye. Bye.